The QPR podcast is sponsored by Northwood Fresh Fruit Flowers and Plants. Based outside Northwood train station, they'll supply everything you need in the way of fruit, flowers and plants daily. And if you're passing them at Northwood train station, pop in and say hello, because Kev, who runs it, is a QPR fan. Tell him the QPR podcast sent you. QPR! Hello there, uh, I'm Chris Charles. Uh, breaking news on the way here, I received a text <laughs> to say both Finney and Fraser have had to pull out of tonight's podcast. Um, I have to say there was a slightly different F word that popped into my head and I'm receiving that news thinking I might be flying solo. But uh, thankfully, I've been bailed out by two QPR stalwarts uh, in Ash Rose and Morris May. So between the three of us, uh, we're going to dissect Saturday's game, look ahead to the upcoming games and basically try and fill the next half an hour or so (laughs) with whatever we can. We'll be fine. Now, before we get down to the nitty gritty, uh, I've got a sponsor's message to read out. Thanks to Northwood Fresh Fruit Flowers and Plants outside Northwood train station and run by Kevin, a QPR diehard. So thank you, Kevin, for sponsoring tonight's show. Okay, right. Well, first of all, I suppose the only place to start is Saturday's game. Um, Ash, we'll start with you. Mm. Any thoughts? Well, three points was nice. Yeah. That's a good start. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, I know we've been a little bit. You know, with Charlie's injury and he wasn't fit to start, but I'm not a fan of the. I don't like even like calling it the false nine because I don't think we can quite play the false nine. Not quite Barcelona, exactly. And Matt Phillips, for all what he's good at, he's not a striker. He's finishing, his, especially from inside the box, is not his best attribute. So when the team sheet came out, I was a little bit like, okay, this is going to be different because you know we played very well against Middlesbrough with that formation but that was a defensive formation I would, would like to have seen us play more attacking um, I, I would you know I expected Jet to maybe start if if Austin wasn't fit and I think it showed that first half I think we were a better team throughout but until Walnut made the changes and Charlie came on moved Matt to the right we looked much more of a bigger threat I think the second half that's the best we've played for quite a few weeks yeah I mean I was going to say about Chet and and I, mean, I assume that he he was not being picked because Warnock didn't fancy him but um, somebody else said to me that he he, he was injured uh, so whether that's true I don't know and the thing is I haven't heard anything official about that uh, so it can't really go into one and say um, why didn't he pick him if he was injured. But I don't, have you have you heard anything? No, I haven't. I think you're right. I think it's in, it's a case of Warnock going in there and because before Warnock came in, he was on that little run, wasn't he? He scored, mm. uh, you know, the, the winner against Bolton and, and he got to that game, didn't he? And he was the, the player in form. And then we had the international break and maybe that upset his form. But for some reason, Warnock's come in and not decided to to, to start him or or Poulter. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of power ourselves, really, as, as a team. We don't really know. You hear the stories that come out that he's probably not the player we all thought he might be. Um, he more be Mark Nygaard, I think he's been linked to. But um, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I think it's, a, a fan, like you say, some, a preference. And I mean, it probably won't matter now because if Charlie's hopefully should be able to fit at least to, to start the game on Thursday and then we'll see. But then he may revert back to the defensive again. I don't, it's, it's a strange one because you'd want to play, especially at home, with a recognised striker. It's bad enough when I play one up front to play Matt Phillips on his own in this, you know, fangled false nine. Um, yeah, it's not for me. Well, I think it's fair to say that they're probably not both injured. I mean, Poulter has... Um 
what you can't accuse Poulter of is lacking passion, judging by the tweet when he was yeah. left out, you know. Um, or, 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 and certainly um, he seems convinced about his ability to play. I'm just not sure whether anyone else is. Now, Morris, I'm going to bring you in. You were at the game on Saturday. Uh, what's your observations? Well, I mean, my thoughts uh, of games at the moment is every game I go to, I'm disappointed with the... <laughs> the team sheet I mean it just it knocks me every time I'm not a football expert in the slightest but um, I thought that the first half we played reasonably well but that is if we were, I mean Leeds were absolutely awful yeah, they I mean were. they're one of the worst sides I mean I, I managed to dodge the Preston game I didn't want to go to Warner's yeah, comeback they're nearly as bad as Bolton and Bolton were yeah. 2 up in you didn't want to go to his comeback game why? I didn't want to because I, I felt uh, I, I, I felt that Warnock had somehow manufactured his appointment mm. um, and I had great hopes at the beginning of the season that I didn't really care what happened this season as long as we were trying to build, develop youth for the following year so I'm sort of a, a happy clapper for Chris Ramsey now I know that he wasn't cut out to be a manager but I'm, I'm disappointed that he's left the club yeah well we've sort of or, I know or if he has I'm not even sure yeah well, no one knows where Chris Ramsey is yeah, at the yeah, moment yeah. someone to start a Twitter campaign yeah, yeah. Um, maybe he's maybe he's out on the lash with Fraser tonight. Uh, <laughs> yes, where he really is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, poor Finney. Though <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've we've obviously talked about this at length um, in the past. But um, no, it's, it, I, I agree with you. I mean, the thing is, you know, I mean, again, this has often been said, but the, the, the you know when Ramsey at the start of the season, all the decks have been cleared. It was it was just a case of promote the youth. Um, steady the ship we'll get a nice mid-table finish and then we'll push on next year and obviously the goalposts were moved and he didn't well, really all the move with them for that which made it even more difficult yeah. for anyone that comes in and we brought in what we might regard as raw talent yeah. I mean, and all of the players that we brought in I was really happy with all the signings over the summer I mean Poulter okay we haven't seen a lot of him but I saw quite a lot of him in pre-season and everything else like that and he just looks like a he looks like a he's a, he's a lumbering Jamie Mackey yeah. he puts in the effort He's not terribly good on but the But we ball. kind of we, we kind of get cult hero-ish with these type of players. I mean, I, I used to love Rob Steiner. <laughs> He's a player I used to... I'm, I'm, like, I must have, like, mystic memories of him not being that good. But I thought he was brilliant, but... He's not been given a chance, Poulter, and he could be the next Rob Steiner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. What, what, what more would you want? I, I, think, I think the worst thing was going up to away to Birmingham and listening to the response that was given to Poulter when he came on. I mean, that was just quite frankly yeah. disgusting. And, it, it, and I suppose For, the one thing about Warnock is it has improved the atmosphere of the mm. crowd because I was finding it really uncomfortable to go to games. Because, I mean, I don't expect... I mean, we're QPR, I mean how many... QPR fans expect to win every week. Yeah, mm. and if especially they have, if, we're mid-ta- if we were all expecting, which we probably all were at the beginning of the season, to be mid-table. I know. So I think the goalposts were changed in some fans' minds as well as the board. But the atmosphere changed so quickly. Yeah. Well, th- to be fair, it was. I mean, we were just talking about that earlier. In the first game of the season, we went to a Charlton, and again, I know this is going over old, old ground, but you know. Um, halfway through, Charlie Austin was getting pelters. You know, yeah. I mean, the bloke clearly wasn't fit, and and never ever came out and said he wanted to go, despite no. the fact that he had every right to yeah. being an eighteen-goal Premier League striker at the time. And it was just, you know, all these, you know, football experts around me giving their, but you know, of, co- of course, it wasn't the whole crowd far from it. It was a minority, but you know, uh, it, it was a significant enough minority to be heard. And uh, yeah, I get you. And the same with. I, mean, I think also the other thing is, I mean, say for instance, everyone was assuming that when Warnock came in, that would be the end of Carl Henry. Mm. But actually, Neil Warnock has seen a role for Carl, yeah. Carl Henry, and and I mean, a player is a player who gives a hundred percent. He's not very good, but 
There was no but need to make never, him the scapegoat. That's all ask for players. Yeah. I mean, we've, got, we've had plenty of players over the years that have never given any effort whatsoever. And it's, yeah. that's even more disappointing. Yeah. Cough, cough, Jose Bazingwa. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. And with, with, with him, the, the, the boos and the, and the calls for, you know, to take him off and all the rest of it on that game when he eventually was mm. taken off. I mean, you know, there, there wasn't too many people disagreeing with that, to be honest. No. Um, but yeah, I, and, and, you know, okay, Henry, you know, he hasn't, I, yeah, he will put in the effort, but I, I think it's fair to say that he hadn't had the, the best run of games. And, and it was a bit of a surprise that Ramsey hadn't, you know, hadn't dropped him for at least a couple of games. But equally, there's, there's no reason why he should get that sort of uh, abuse. I think the one major positive from Saturday and at Middlesbrough as well is the form of Ali Fallin. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I, there was no surprise that when Warnock came back that he was going to be back at the fulcrum of the team, and rightfully so, because if Ali's fit and firing, then we've still got a hell of a player on our hands. And if we can keep him fit and get him to a 90-minute footballer rather than the 70-75 minute we're getting in the minute, which understandably with three cruciate niggliments, it's great to see him because he's a hell of a player, especially this level. And he'll, Charlie will thrive on it. Matt Phillips, I think, will thrive on his vision as well. And I think hopefully... Well, he's a classic, isn't he? I mean, he's not the quickest, but they say, you know, the first 10 yards is in mm. his head or whatever. And um, I, I agree. He, he, was, he was phenomenal. I'd say, you know... He, Probably man of the match on Yeah, on, on and his Saturday. best game for a very long time. And he, and he lasted the full 90. Yeah. Um, which, and Sandro did as well. Which, which is, is absolutely staggering. amazing. I was yeah. amazed to see that uh, it's been tweeted that, or commented on that he got a standing ovation when he went into the uh, dressing room. <laughs> yeah. And Warnock insisted that everyone gave him a round of applause. He played well, but... I think the thing with Sandro, Sandro as well. Yeah. 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 I think it was more the fact that he lasted the 90. Yeah, I think yeah. that's... But he's such a character, Sandro, having and spoken to him in the past. I okay. think he's, a, he's such well-loved... Um, he was at Spurs at the time when I did some stuff with him, and, and he was such a—he's a massive character, a really funny guy, and I think he's probably well loved in the dressing room because I can imagine that sort of crossing over to QPR as well. So I think, oh yeah, his injury record is, is is ridiculous. So I think that was probably a combination of both that to get him through ninety minutes, and just because he's probably quite well liked down there. And if we can get Forland and Sandro as that too for the rest yeah, of the absolutely. season, that's that's better than probably any team in the league can offer. I should just point out the fact you mentioned you've, you've spoken to him a bit. Ash, for anybody who doesn't know, is the editor of uh, Kick Magazine, and also you do a podcast, which is which how we got you on because you were the podcast before this one, which is it's on nineties football, so completely. It's kind of my Roy Wegley-esque celebration. I think, as I said pre-pod, my friends play Wegley bingo how many times I can mention him. But yeah, it's a podcast on 90s football. So pure nostalgia. So if you're into your 90s football... And, and where can we find it? Uh, at AK90s on Twitter. And if you type Alive and Kick In into iTunes, all the episodes... We've done 15 episodes now and we've spoke to some great guests on the phone, some likes of Brian Dean, Roy Evans, uh, uh, Paul Walsh, uh, loads of great 90s uh, faces as well and spoken to, to a lots of different subjects well kit everything you can imagine in the 90s so thank you okay, for that any, any rangers on yet um kevin gallon's in the in the process of confirming which date okay so i mean andy sinton so as well we'll, is we'll coming come on. back to the present day in a minute yeah. but i mean i'm conscious of the fact as anything else we've got to talk about lots of different things tonight <laughs> um because we also haven't got a guest because we did try we haven't got a guest tonight either um so yeah 90s so what was mm. your what's your Favourite QPR memory the night. It's got to be the '93, isn't it? I mean, you think, yeah. If you're talking matches, firstly, I think there's there's only one th- game that ever comes to mind, and it's Old Trafford New Year's Day, isn't it? Yeah. I think you know, not many of teams go to Old Trafford then, now, or ever, and do what we did to Manchester United that day. I think until City went did the six nil a couple of few seasons ago, that was the biggest result, worst defeat that uh, um, Maynard. It was more important than that because it was the first ever. 
New Year's Day game yeah. live. It was live TV with and Elton Wellsby presenting, if anyone remembers. Yeah, yeah. Elton Wellsby on the match when it was a random ITV live show. Yeah, that would be my, my game. I think my main, that was the season before we finished fifth. It was but. also my girlfriend at the time's 17th birthday, I think, and I, I'd been invited around to, I wasn't, you know, like the Sex Pistols free gig, there's about, you know, 25,000 people who say they were in their way end that day, but I... I, 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 was, I was at my nan's watching it on TV. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I was around at their house, and uh, he was a massive Man United fan, so he, he was like, he cooked all this pheasant, all this sort of nice stuff, and was just jibing me from the minute I got there, you know, about how many United were going to score, and blah, blah, blah. By, by the time we were, you know, it, it, I think we were two up inside ten minutes, weren't we? Yeah, and, uh, Dennis uh, he, Bailey's hatchet. He'd retired yeah. to the kitchen with his towel. I mean, it was, it was tough for me. I was working abroad at the time, and that was when there wasn't any internet or mm. anything else like that, and I had a friend who rang up, he was a Gris- Grimsley fan, rang up to get results from England. And uh, he came back and said, oh, yeah, 4-1. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, that's not too bad a result for QPR. <laughs> old but when he then confirmed it, you had to wait two days for the paper to come yeah. out and actually confirm that this free Not even teletext. Yeah, no, nothing, absolutely nothing. And there was, he said, oh, yeah, some guy called Dennis Bailey scored a hat-trick. Who? Never heard of him. You know, it's, it's just one of those. It was his moment in the sun. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, I mean, as I said, player-wise, my first, like, big hero as a QPR fan was Roy Wegley. Yeah, yeah. He was... I think because, you know, back in the early 90s, as we've discussed on the pod, so that's the last cheap plug I'll do, um, he, um, there wasn't many foreign players around, not like, like ridiculously there is nowadays. And he had that long hair. He was American, well, South African stroke American, and that was really different. And that goal against Leeds where he went round. I think it's more players in my head than it actually was when you watch it. But it was just, he had so much skill. He was just, yeah. So he was my first sort of 90s hero. Cool. Okay, we're going to come back to the present day and we'll, go, we'll come back to Saturday because there's, there's, you know, there's a few talking points out there. I mean, not least, uh, it, was, it was quite a weird starting lineup. Like we've already touched on the false nine. There's sort of a couple of left backs in there, three <laughs> centre backs, I think. Uh, um, and if, I mean, it, it, it all looked rather strange. It was definitely a game of two halves. I mean, I, I don't think we were ever in any, any danger of losing the game. But the first half, we didn't... Well, look. I mean, apart from when it got completely fumbled by Green. And yeah, that, how, how, yeah. How, how did he not score? I don't understand that. It went on forever. Yeah, it was, he well, was like you were just waiting and waiting. The angle was getting tighter and tighter. And I think Nedham was getting closer and closer. But I was still waiting for the net to bulge. So somehow yeah. they managed to mess that one up, which yeah. we, we kind of got out of jail there. But generally, I mean... We, Other than that, though, it wasn't, they, yeah, yeah. they had nothing. I mean, the only complaint, if there was a complaint second half, is that we didn't score anymore. Because, yeah. I mean, it was sort of fill your boots time, wasn't it, in a way? Who had there was that shot late on that was in the box that Charlie laid off? Was it was that Phillips? I think that I think he should have buried that, or was it Lenogo? I can't remember. It was no, it had a fantastic shot. Yeah, from there just was a, yeah, there was a I few mean, shots. I knew, I knew, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought that was just going to be one of the goals. Danny Shitu esque, wasn't yeah, it? I mean, absolutely. Um, <laughs> But I was going to say, um, one of the real surprising things in that lineup was Petrasso starting. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't really see that coming. It's good. Me. I mean, we've all, like you guys have discussed on the pod before, you know, we all expected to see more of these guys this season. I know that if we keep saying the goalposts were moved. So it's nice to see a guy like Petrasso come on and get a start. But it was really kind of out of nowhere. I know it just, and I think he played okay for kind of being thrown in. To somewhat at the deep end, but it's good to see. You know, I, I really was disappointed we loaned out Furlong at the beginning of the season because I thought this was the season he could kind of establish himself. But then Furlong's back, so who you know, knows? And it's well, apparently he's back, but I don't know. I know, some, I know somebody again, bumped though, into yeah. him just as uh, just outside the ground. But I mean, the thing about Petrasso more than anything else is that is that's just not what you expect from Warnock. Warnock is yeah. someone who likes established players that he knows exactly what he's going to get from them and. 
And when you looked at our bench, it was so strong, and you think, what are you throwing you know, a kid out there for? But it, it makes you wonder where Warnock thinks, how long, because only Warnock and the board know how long he's going to be there. And what does that suggest by throwing in, like, does he want to look at this guy and see how much he can use him, or was it this showing off a squad than the youngsters? It's really, it was a really odd move. It's great for, it, for, for the club to produce youngsters and get them in the team, as, we, as we've been crying out for. But yeah, it was, a, it was a name that kind of stood out when he looked at that team. He was kind of like, okay. Did you, did you not think from Warnock's post-match interview that actually he was sounding pretty bullish as if he'd actually warmed the seat and now was firmly in it I, I got the impression I don't always... buy Warnock not wanting the job for one second yeah. really no I don't either I, I... well which job does he want though? I mean that's what we talked yeah. about before does he want the manager's job or like, I mean the thing was I mean I, I, I sort of bought into the theory that he was you know he, he's maybe on after Celezzi's job you know and, and that would that would suit him down to the ground get his feet under the table and but I think you know I, again this is all conjecture and it's you know and based like you said on that interview the other night I think he's starting to get the you know he's starting to get in the bug again yeah. you know and you know before too long he'll be back in his shorts on the touchline <laughs> please no <laughs> no it's no need for that um, and yeah I mean, the thing is we sort of hear also there's a couple of um, uh the local sort of journalists who suggested that there'll be an appointment this, this yeah. Thursday, uh, which seems a bit a bit strange given that's the day that we actually play. Maybe. Yeah. But, um, well, it is on form. I mean, Warnock was um, you know presented well, two yeah. hours before yeah, the Birmingham match, well, so they throw everyone in the pub. Well, that's but. true. But then, I mean, I did say, and it, you know, I, I did say when 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 Ramsey got sacked. Rightly or wrongly, um, and when when Warnock came back in, which was no great surprise to anybody, to be honest, that maybe just for you know for a bit of stability for once, give it to Warnock till the end of the season, see where we are, and then start again. And I don't know, I sort of, the sort of mood I got around me uh, where, where I sit uh, in the in the lower loft was that a lot of people were saying the same thing now. You know, I mean, basically, people don't know where they are. We don't know what plan we're on. We don't know. We don't know what planet we're on. We're I think just like, we all change, don't we, game by game? Yeah. I think with Neil, I, I suspect this is t- with the club and with the fans. He's he's so infectious yeah. in terms of. I'm, I'm sure on the training ground, he, he it's been a not that it was what a bad atmosphere under Ramsey. I'm sure it wasn't, but he has that kind of man management style that that G, G's players up, and probably another reason why Sandro was getting that stand innovation. He has the he brings that atmosphere, which surely is giving him the bug again, and he probably thinks I mean, he has unfinished business. I got the feeling on Saturday that the players were playing for Warner. Yeah, I really got that yeah, feeling, and yeah. that that raises my suspicion that somewhere behind the the uh, behind whatever the club puts out that the nod has been given to Warnock, look, we're going to stick with him just for time being. We can't get the manager that we yeah. want. We've been through the process, and this, the is, going to do, manager. Yeah, and well, this is going to do for now. I mean, there, were, there, was, uh, you know, there were three names in the frame, who've been, if you believe what you read in mm. the uh, Daily Star. <laughs> <laughs> or the, on the non-league paper. Okay. On one. Uh, and, yeah. and Dean Smith was one of them, who's yeah. now the Brentford manager. Yeah. So, um, that I think was, that would have been way too left field for QPR. Yeah. Um, so Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank has seemed mm. to have been the favourite all along. I know... Um, Few people got reservations. You said um, you didn't want us to ruin his. his no, I, 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 I don't really want a young manager like that to come to QPR and have his career ruined. Which and we, is, and we will at the moment yeah, because the club is not stable. We have there's no you know we, we have everything that we were talking about in the summer of what the club wants to do is to build youth, build the training ground, build a future, a stable club. And 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 the appointment of uh, Lee Hughes was the best appointment yeah. as far as I was concerned over the summer. I really like him. Um, but at the moment, you need a manager who's either thick-skinned like Warnock, or 
possibly Pearson, but I think Pearson would be absolute nightmare for the club. I, I, I just, yeah, I, I know there's I, a lot of Pearson uh, yeah. uh, fan fans, but I, I just think, yeah, he, he he would be far too toxic just to dump into the middle of our club. I, c- I could n- not see that ending well at all. No, it, no. it's not a good mix, and I, and I agree with, on Jimmy Hasselbank. It's it's not the sort of manager I think he would come here and not get what he's expecting and it soon turns which is not good for him not good for us he's at Burton such a great little club well run yeah, you know yeah. they've done well with Paul Pessy Solid they did well there Gary Rowett did well there and look at him now at Birmingham and they've got the St George's facilities to use for Ex- training exactly I just well. don't see yeah not like Harlington no. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see um, Hasselbank and as soon as he loses five games he'll get the you know minority in the crowd the bringing Chelsea up the Chelsea yeah. link yeah. which is just ridiculous we had that I with know, Furlong yeah. I mean we talked talk about it, but but okay let, let's say that Warnock is isn't going to be the man. There is going to be a new. Oh, don't ask that question. Or, or <laughs> okay. I mean, if it's not Hassel, I mean, I personally of the names that have been mentioned, I think maybe maybe Hasselbank is is not such a bad idea. Um, but uh, who would you? Well, I mean, it, it, we've already you know, ruled out Pearson between. I the mean, the, the person I'm thinking of is actually in a job, which is um, Jacket. So, I mean, to uh, me, I th- and I but I think that's say Pep Guardiola. He wants to leave Bayern. So the rumor mill goes. I mean, for me, he's someone who would actually come in and actually just stabilise the club. Yeah. I'm not convinced that he's someone that can take clubs further than the championship. But what we desperately need at the moment is stability. Yeah. But I mean, one of the things with Warnock, I mean, the games haven't been spectacular, but he has got the club stable, and he's actually also. Presenting the, you know, he's delivering the results, even if nil-nil against Preston is not. Oh, it's just worst game. Thank God I didn't go. I'm just so glad I dodged that. Yeah. Okay. Well done. Thanks for that straight answer there. Right. Okay. Come on, Ash. <sighs> None of the names jump out to me. Like, right. Jimmy Floyd. I have my concerns. Pearson, as we said, Chris Powell's another one that's been linked. Yeah. Who I think is a very decent manager, but I don't know if. We, we're, I don't want to do him disservice to say we're better than that, but he's, he's at a very he's at a level where he did quite well with Cholton, didn't really quite well with Huddersfield. Is he going to do anything? Is, if, if promotion is the aim, Chris Powell isn't the answer. Yeah. I don't think. Okay. If, if that's what the board are looking at if this season, we don't know because it might have changed in the you know thirty minutes we've been sitting here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, so, the, the only, so I just I, I slump in my chair and think the only thing we can do at the moment is just leave it with Warnock to the end of the season and see yeah. where I'm, we I'm are so, then. I'm sort of on that sort of you know. I mean, again, it, it depends whether Warnock wants it. Like I said, there's the signs are that he, that maybe mm. he does. Um, but yeah, and, and and it's also that thing about all of a sudden we, again we were talking about this. Um, we, the last few weeks has just been a write-off, really, one way and another. But now we win on, on Saturday, and suddenly I'm starting to look up the table again. We're yeah. five points off the playoffs, yeah. um, which is a you know. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I don't know where I'm at this season. I'm starting yeah. off, you know, I'm in the summer thinking, I'm, I'm, as, as you are thinking, right, consolidation, mid-table, let's do this thing, let's do it properly. Then. You know, I mean, I was the same as probably a lot of fans. I know a lot of people didn't say that, but when, when we did keep, you know, the big four, five, whatever, I did suddenly think, well, hang on a minute, you can't help not look at the squad can't. on the yeah. paper, Absolutely. and then you get Phillips treat, treating, you know, when Charlie stays, hashtag promotion. promotion. Yeah, you get you get Fernandez, you know, uh, you know, doing his usual thing, and you know. Um, like but I, I think with the players, though, surely at any season, it doesn't matter how bad. I mean, even if you're Bolton at the beginning the, of the, the season, first, yeah. you're all thinking we're right, going to. Yeah. This is going to be the one. Yeah. And and I think for players like Phillips and, and Austin, for they're all thinking if we're going to stay at the club, we're good enough for that. We can carry this team. Yeah. We can deliver. Which we is can, good. I mean, if they're which saying, is what we want if we, as if well. Saying hashtag mid table, then <laughs> yeah, that's not, that'd be the worst <laughs> hashtag ever, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't it really? um, but, but it must in January as well. What? 
do we think will it happen in January? Do uh, yeah. does the new manager come in expecting that you know Charlie and Matt and I don't think Leroy Lee will get a club June because of his medical, but does it? Does he come in thinking they're going to be sold? Will he have money? I mean, it's quite funny. You talk about moving the goalposts. I've just started the new football manager game. And the squad is so big to start with. You have to, I had to loan so many players out because <laughs> yeah, yeah. they were getting unhappy. But, you know, you're Ben Gladwins of this world who, yeah. you know, when we started the season was going to be, an, you know, one of the players we thought would be featuring quite a lot. But since the whereas the guys have stayed. So, it, yeah, it depends in January what a new manager is going to be promised. Is Neil Warnock going to be promised funds if he's there? It's well, But then again, it's Les's job. It's not yeah. actually the managers. And, and, and again, this is part of the problem that Chris Ramsey had he, he players were recruited to do this long term building then the goalposts were changed because we didn't manage to get rid of the players whichever way you look at it yeah. the players didn't leave and okay you've now got a fantastic squad delivered promotion and it's like well that's not exactly what I was promised you know I was asked to yeah. do I'm well, trying my best. Yeah. Well, there's another sticking point. I, I mean, in January, is Neil Warnock going to be told what players he's having from Les Ferdinand? Yeah, who <laughs> are we already hearing really? are not no. the best of friends, Rich. Yeah. I don't know if that's just rumour well, mill yeah, nonsense I, I mean, or... Again, I don't know whether that's true. But, but Les I mean, has been quite quiet. It's a QPR's power struggle, yeah. isn't it? We just don't do it easy. We've got to do it hard. I think yeah. Les has been quite quiet in the last sort of couple of weeks as well, which he's kind of faded into a background, yeah. which is a bit strange as well. Yeah, I mean, I've seen other people as well saying he's got, you know, I, th- I think, well, you know, let's get, again, let's give him a chance you know but I think people, the problem is, is maybe I'm just getting old but the modern day football thing is just everyone wants some sort of success yesterday yeah, it's just and if it doesn't happen then people throw their toys out but I just wanted before we leave this subject I wanted to um, Hasselbank uh has denied a couple of times that he's been he's been approached by QPR and this was his quote there's been no approach from QPR it's not relevant yesterday I cooked Sunday dinner for my family we had chicken lamb and rice it was very nice but hasn't he <laughs> followed Tony Fernandez on Twitter didn't I read oh did he okay I didn't so know. I don't read him. Okay. I don't know who okay. controls and, and Fernandez followed him uh, followed him back but I, I mean what? is that just organised a game of FIFA before he signs though like I he did with Loic Remy one thing struck me about that Sunday dinner chicken and lamb I yeah mean, I mean that's that's <laughs> a big that's a big deal that's well they do call him the fat Eddie Murphy don't they <laughs> <laughs> so the song goes oh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Now Charlie Austin, we just sort of we just sort of touched on him there. Obviously, I mean, I, I think. Okay, there was a few people saying, yeah, Cherry turned the game, somebody turned the game. But at the end of the day, Austin got his head on the ball when he yeah. came on, a few minutes after he came on. His first touch, I think. Yeah. Um, great to have him back. In January, should we sell him or not? <laughs> All these no, questions are so hard. hard. The, the, the answer is simple. We cool. should we should sell him. Okay. Because I don't think uh, if I mean unless we are really pushing for for automatic towards the end of the season, he is going to be thinking about his next move by, as you get towards the next end of the season and getting injured and everything else like that. I mean, I heard a, a, the person I was seeing next to on Saturday was suggesting that he wasn't even starting because he'd already been sold and he'll only be brought on when a game is <laughs> failing. And it's thinking, those, okay, yeah. you know, theories and theories. Bloke down the pub said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think he's out of contract in the summer. I think that's the, the key factor, isn't it? That the club will don't want to lose him on a free. It might depend where we are. I'd like to think. I know this is forward planning. It doesn't really go hand in hand <laughs> with QPR. That if we did sell him for, because what, what would we get for him now? Out of contract, ten mil max, maybe not, maybe not even that. I would have thought he might get five or six. Yeah, it's they must have a. Rep- you will need a replacement lined up because at the moment we don't have one. Jay. Emmanuel Thomas had that little spell earlier in the season. Warnock doesn't even fancy him. He's never been an out-and-out striker. Polter, we've discussed. Greece Rego Cox is not ready. So if we do sell Charlie, yeah. and I probably only because he's out of contract, I think we probably will. 
and if we get the money, you know, there's a lot of teams out there who need strikers right now in the Premier League. You look at the Newcastle's, Palace, West Brom. Yeah, but he won't. He won't go to the Newcastle's. He, but he's he, mental to go there. No, no, he, he absolutely won't. I mean, Bianca won't want him going there for a start. <laughs> a far, well, the, the it? chat it's what, going to be a Southern club, or it's going to be a very big club if he's going to go. To, the chat was pre-season. He, um, he, he. Been made an offer at Leicester and turned it down yeah. because they weren't, you know, he didn't want to be struggling. <laughs> well, if he wants to win the league, league he, might, he might have over to Filbert Street yeah. and Jamie Vardy up front. But yeah, I think we. But, but is it going to be his? Is it going to be QPR's choice in a way whether he goes? I mean, if he wants to run down his contract, is he is he not entitled to do? If he that? wants, to, I, don't, I don't see him standing. You know, Charlie doesn't come across the kind of guy who's going to stamp his feet and want to move in January. And, no, and then he has the, the pick of the bunch in the summer. You imagine Absolutely. where more clubs would be interested. You had the clubs coming up as well. That option, so I imagine, and he'll probably he'll get a signing on fee as well, exactly. which. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. think anyone would, would, would deny him that because he's, he, been a, he's been a great servant for us. And Bournemouth is one to watch, I think, because okay. they're local and they need, they, you know, they've got Callum Wilson out for the season. They've still got a bit of money. It's yeah. whether Charlie thinks he's going to go there and, and end up relegated again. It depends where, you know, the, yeah. the Premier League is as tight as we've ever seen it. So it, I do think we'll sell him. It'll be disappointing because I think in the short space he's been there, I think he's built up a real rapport with the club and, and as... As someone, no, absolutely, and, and he's I mean, talking not, of relegation, certain cl- certain clubs. I mean, perhaps Chelsea come in for him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but what I mean, yeah, I mean, the thing is, but he, you know, he might, he might. I mean, the signs were. I mean, he when he was asked about it, you know, even into the season, he said, "No, I'm not yeah. going. I, I'm, I'm staying till the end of the season." Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that scenario. And I, I think, you know, if it's all this, but some probably if we win our next, you know, if we get. A decent points haul out of our next five games, and suddenly we're in the playoffs. Come, come January. I mean, is, is it not more sensible to keep him and just go so. for the push? But, really but realistically, look look at what we've got coming up. The next three games: we've so got we Bright- got Brighton and Burnley at home. And, and, Re- and Reading away. away next. Two of those are on TV. Reading away. And then we've got Christmas. We've got Christmas, which is where you lose all your presents. You know, it's <laughs> just it's not a good time of year for. Well, people. apparently, Reading fans were singing. You should have gone to the Fulham to Steve Clark uh, uh, when they were losing the other day. So, mate of mine is a Reading fan, mm-hmm. uh, and they're not in the best shape. I think they've lost their last couple, but it's on the telly, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think telly. you know, we we should we should just abstain from TV. Yeah, games. we should just step out of Sky Sports. Just give yeah. them the money back and just say, look, we'll, we'll, there's we'll, three we'll, points. We'll take yeah. a three 0 we're so terrible I mean it's like I mean that classic Ian Holloway quote used to say like is it, does it make a difference and then it was it well they'll do their hair but we've always it's, it's going back that far that we've always had a problem yeah. right with being on live TV and it's just oh it's so disappointing but I mean the, the, I think the, the, I think the real difficulty is that the players are aware of it so, I mean when they were interviewing Charlie early in the season about uh, I can't remember it must have been before the Fulham game and Ian Taylor was uh, no, not Ian Taylor. Um, uh, Morrissey, what's he called? Uh, Paul, Paul Morrissey. Paul Morrissey was saying, "Oh yeah, you know, we've got this terrible record on TV." And he said, well, "Just shut up, you know. Don't, yeah, don't make don't a rub thing it in." Of it. He said, "Well, yeah. then there's also the London derbies. Yeah, well, don't rub it in. Don't be so negative, yeah. you know." And made, it's, but but the thing is, when you yeah. when you when you've seen so many games like that on the <laughs> so telly many. and sat through them or been at them, you just think. I mean, obviously, there was one game on the telly which we didn't do too bad. That was in May uh, a couple of years back. But um, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, and the aforementioned. Man United game yeah. Absolutely in Maybe night. we used all our luck up In that Man United yeah, game yeah, yeah maybe we did well, th- That in Wembley definitely Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Why is it on a Thursday as well I've, yeah, not, I've tried d- to find this out It's a it, they're starting to, There's a couple of games Over the December period That they've got on a, It's a really random night 
night. Um, no, I, I think it's because the last few Reading games on TV have been so exciting. They want to just uh, lower down the tone <laughs> a bit. Maybe it's late night shopping in Reading on a Friday. Maybe it is. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been stuck. I got stuck in. Oh God, well, this is very quickly. I went to a mate's house in the same bloke actually in Reading. Yeah, I don't know that many people in Reading and uh, <laughs> left and got the train back to London about I don't know half twelve or something like that. Um, the next thing I knew, I was back in Reading. It was four o'clock in the morning, and, and yeah, I had to walk around there for three hours before the train arrived, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't very. Pleasant. I have been thrown off that station. Oh, the station seats there so many times. They're in Portsmouth. They're just nightmares. Just get on that train to get to Richmond or somewhere. And, oh. Yeah, it's not great. Um, okay, before we come to the R's end, I just wanted to a couple of points. First of all, under Warnock, you said you, you said um, uh, the players seem to be playing for him. I mean, that was one thing I did notice. Aside from Forlan and Sandro, both lasted 90 minutes there seemed to be a lot of energy in the team that we maybe haven't seen in recent weeks well, I didn't think anyone had a bad game and I thought everyone mm. was really putting in a lot of effort I mean, even Perch uh, yeah. uh, it's probably I mean, easily his best game yeah. in the QPR shirt if you, if you look I mean there were a few boo, boy, boy, boo boys playing that day and there were no boos from our block if you're not getting boos from our block things are going well <laughs> yeah. but you had Junior you had Perch you had Carl Henry come on those players normally get dogs, bu- dogs abuse, dogs end abuse. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought it was a good, good team performance, and as um, I say, it should have been more. And, and can Fallen take all our corners from now on? I hope so. Well, it's been a long time since we've been good at set pieces, isn't yeah. it? so yeah. it'll be nice. Although, if anyone, any other team wants to give Charlie that much space, well, that's true. Corner, <laughs> please go ahead. Because I, d- I did turn to the bloke next to me and say, "We never score from corners." <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we do, I usually just turn away at the point. Go, yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. And free kicks. When was the last time we had a decent free kick taker, even to shoot at free kicks? Yeah. yeah. And the, other, the last point I was going to mention was. Um, uh, Patrasso, who I didn't know, he was born in Canada. Mm. Junior Hoyler. When was the last time QPR started a game with two Canadian-born <laughs> players? <laughs> Ash, having done a you know, cheap plug number two, yeah, <laughs> QPR miscellany. But no, that's the only time. Yeah, okay. I think they're the only two Canadian. I can't. Bertram. Well, well I know. Yeah, Mark, I, yeah. I, well, he wasn't born well, there. Well, technically, was he? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, bo- Canadian-born players. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I can't think of many teams that have had two Canadian-born in, oh. in England anyway on the pitch. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. Canada for 2018 World <laughs> Cup. Go on. There you go, fact fans. Okay, let, we've come to the R's end of the show. Um, Ash, I'll start with you. I would like to mention a, a signing that I didn't really think much of in the summer, but I think is now one of our key players at the back in Grant Hall, who I think has been absolutely, yeah. absolutely fantastic. Probably up and you know, I think so far, other than Charlie and he, you know, taking into account his injury, I think he's been probably our player of the season and it's great to see that kind of fine because it's rare it happens now someone who's come especially at QPR we haven't bought him in big money you know the, we've had the Anton Ferdinands the Rio Ferdinands in that position and this guy's come on a free from Tottenham not many people had heard of him and he's done fantastically and I hope I, we stick to Anur and Hall in the middle because I think they, are, they could be a brilliant sort of Shitu Carlisle-esque Partnership. That's the second time I mentioned Danny Shitty tonight <laughs> on the pod. Um, yeah, going forward. So yeah, that would be. We're going to get done by iTunes for yeah. swearing at this. Yeah, <laughs> Danny Shitty. Yeah. Um, uh, just before you go, actually, can I just can you just talk me through your Kick Magazine Goal of the Season award? <laughs> <laughs> they weren't, but bi- I gave it to Matt Phillips, and I don't think that was biased. No, but I, obviously <laughs> I don't. No, of course it was. I mean, I say argument in the office. There is just only me and a designer, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and he's a Man United fan, so you can imagine the argument. But yeah, I mean, there was a few in there. We d- all Although we were terrible in the Premier League last season, we scored a few good goals. We got, we got three in the top yeah, 20, didn't Zamora's we? Bobby Zamora. Uh, West, West Brom. Brom yeah. And Charlie Austin's Southampton was in the top 20 yeah. as well. But yeah, Matt, I mean, 
in all honesty, if that scored by a non-keeper, I said that was some hell of a because that would just hit yeah. Thunderbolt because we lost three one. People kind of forgot about it. So I mean, these goals from the halfway line they're ten a penny these days, aren't exactly. they? Exactly. So. It's not it's not <laughs> Trevor Sinclair, is it? Let's be honest. Yeah. And okay. Morris, not 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 particularly looking forward to the next three matches. Okay. Um, before the Leeds match, I felt that if we could get four points out of the next four, that was about as much mm. as we could hope for. And I still feel that. I think that we're going to really struggle those two TV games. Um, and, and, and I think I think though though after the weekend, I suddenly realised we're looking up, and if we win on Thursday, we're two points away from the playoffs. But I just think in three games time, we're going to be looking down again, going into a Christmas period, which isn't traditionally not good for us mm. um, it just I worries really like me a little Brighton, bit because I don't I, you know they're you know they're top of the league I think it's a very close league well doesn't he remind you of that Watford game when we were romping it away yeah, with, yeah. with and then we with Warnock we got into that thing of starting to get some draws and the occasional mm. win and then we got totally stunned and I'm just <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> well, we we're, are going we're to, never we're that so team yeah. we are going to stun Brent we've um, never been that Brighton, team remember so. you say that'd be not I just don't I mean all respect to Brighton, they've done very well. It's just such a close league, and I don't think they're the best team in the league. I th- I'd like to see someone beat them and then see how good they, yeah, would, yeah. you know, how well they could bounce back ability. I suppose they used to call it. Um, <laughs> and it'd be nice for us for a change to be the ones that, that cause that. But yeah, I agree with you. The next three games are tough. Yeah, Red in a way is never fun unless you've got Wayne Routledge in your team. You know, and you've got Burnley years. coming with uh, Jay Barton. And yeah, that know, fun. Don't boo him. There's the answer. I, 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 I no, you, you encourage. If you boo him, yeah. you'll make him have the game of his life. I you was at the mill. I was in the mill end for the QPR Millwall game the season we were lost in the championship, and I'd watched the abuse that they gave Jerry Barton, and I was laughing because he had a great game because he completely feeds off it. You don't, you give him nothing, you ignore him, he'll yeah. go missing. Yeah. yeah, I mean Andy Cole Burnie. That's all I'll say. Yeah, perfect example. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, it's probably his last hat trick in English football. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice Burnley segue there as well. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Okay, right. Well, my hours end. Uh, well, there's a couple. First of all, uh, on Saturday I went to the game, um, and I was sort of uh, well. Basically, my other my good lady was away, so I ended up having to pay forty five quid for a babysitter just so I could get to the game. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, I was just arguing myself, thinking, well, if I if I don't if, if I don't go, it's, I'm going to miss two goals of the season. Blah 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 blah. And then if I do go, it's probably going to be we could probably lose three 0 Blah. Anyway, so I'm glad I went. But then but then I was there and I realised that um, the guys sitting in front of me, uh, season ticket holders, uh, Peter is his name and his family and they come all the way from Cambridge for every single game um, and pa- <clears throat> and we just got talking and he said I think your voice sounds familiar and I said oh, and so finally he's really do the podcast anyway so I said I'll give a shout out to Peter he listens to us on his bike on the way to work <laughs> every Tuesday so hello Peter and on the other side of me is the Marquez family who come all the way from Oxford? Oh, so we got a, you're a the boat mini, race in mini, the middle. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the middle of a boat race, so I'd say Not an attractive uh, boat race. Yeah, I've got the most unattractive <laughs> boat race of the lot of us. Um, so that was that. The second one is a competition stroke raffle we're doing, Ooh. which I'm pleased to announce. Yeah. <laughs> Now, as most of you know, Stan Bowles sadly been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease and uh, recently the club auctioned off a load of match-worn T-shirts and raised a lot of money for his treatment and also for the Alzheimer's Society. It was a great effort um, and to, very much to be applauded, but some fans said they couldn't afford to fork out a few hundred quid. So this is a, sort of more of a raffle. You pay a fiver and you can win any one of these prizes. Um, first up's a QPR rep- replica shirt signed by Warnock and the whole of the first-team squad with the exception of Luongo, Hoylet, Sandro and Angus. 
Wayne Geller. So big thanks to Ian Taylor at the club for sorting that. We've also got a framed photograph of Stan Bowles signed by the man himself, a signed copy of award-winning book This Boy by Labour M- This Boy by Labour MP and QPR fan Alan Johnson, two copies of FIFA 16 on the format of your choice, and last but no means but no means by no means least I put my teeth in a guest spot on this very Ooh. podcast. Yeah, uh, the money we'll raise will be split between Stan's ongoing care and the Alzheimer's Society. Um, and the URL where you can find all this is www.west12media.co.uk forward slash Stan. And the 12 is written as in, as in one, two. Uh, I'm sure it will also be with the help of Clive and all the other people uh, on the fan, si- fan sites. And we'll be giving it a plug in the next couple of weeks. And hopefully we'll get prizes in time for Christmas. So there you go. That's it. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, guys, and thanks very much for bailing us out. <laughs> Thank um, you. And uh, I've been Chris Charles. We've been the QPR Podcast, and hopefully we'll have the F team back next week. <laughs> the QPR Podcast is a West 12 Media and Burble Media production. The QPR Podcast is sponsored by Northwood Fresh Fruit Flowers and Plants. Based outside Northwood Train Station, they'll supply everything you need in the way of fruit, flowers and plants daily. And if you're passing them at Northwood train station, pop in and say hello, because Kev, who runs it, is a QPR fan. Tell him the QPR podcast sent you. QPR! QPR! Please find